And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that strange-looking man, Punchy? Let's call. I met him at the laundry, man. Sam, sweetheart. I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Masked Avenger. Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Fellas, think we could listen to the radio or something? Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents the best in classic radio. This hour on Hollywood 360 will conclude You Bet Your Life, starring Groucho Marx from 1949. Then it's a futuristic episode of The Chase from 1952. By my side is my executive producer, Mike Costello. What's up, Mike? Hey, Carl. I have an idea. Yes. You come up with a secret word. You write it down, right? Yeah. Don't show me. We'll have a conversation. Yeah. And if you get me to say the word, or if I say the word, you give me 100 bucks. I give you 100 bucks? Yeah. Well, you know, with inflation, it would be about 1000 bucks now. Hey, I'm not even... Even better, right? Yeah, I'll take that, too. 1000 bucks. I like it, only if you say the secret word, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you said it. Well, that's why you got to write it down. And oh, I got to write it down. Okay. Well, that's a that's a way to keep me yeah. honest. Yep. Very. I like the idea. Right. I wonder if it was ever done before. This idea. Huh? Who knows? May, well, let's see. Maybe it's. <laughs> maybe we'll uh, hear uh, sort of a deja vu experience by listening to "You Bet Your Life." Let's do it. All right. Let's go back to a broadcast date of October 26, 1949. Last time we listened to the first portion. Now the conclusion to "You Bet Your Life." Now let's play your bet your life, the Elgin American game, for $2,500. If you run your $20 into more than the other couples, you get the chance at the big question later. Fenneman's offstage to remind our listeners how much the first couple earned. The bachelor and the spinster won $220. Here we go. Let's see how high you can build your $20. What question category did you select? Products of states, is that's, that right? That's right. Now here's your first question. How much of the 20 will you try? $10, she says. Now what state leads the nation in the production of corn? Is that right? Now, you can take one answer between you, decide between you, and then tell me. Don't. Did you say Kansas? Yeah. Kansas. No, I, I'm, so, I'm sorry. It, it's <laughs> Iowa. Now you, now you have $10. Remember, you're going for $2,500 tonight. That's the big prize. Now, how much of your 10 will you try? That's all of it. Huh? Any way you say. You're going to it. bet all of it? Mm-hmm. What southwestern state leads in the raising of beef cattle and in oil production? Texas. Texas is right. <laughs> Way, they have $20. Now you have $20. Here's your third question. How much will you bet? Let's bet all of it. Oh, just bet 25 You, might well, you I only can... have 20 How can you bet 20 <laughs> <laughs> You're okay, not going down to the bank and borrow five, are you? <laughs> Why don't you bet 30 while you're at it? Eh? All right, take a Let's chance. Let's bet it all. You want to bet $20? What state makes more automobiles than any other state? Michigan. Michigan is right. <laughs> They're climbing now. They have $40. You're climbing high up here. You've got $40, and here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the 40 will you try? All of it. Now you can bet 30 if you want. <laughs> You're going to bet 40? The lady says all of it, you. Well, is that all right That's with you? okay with me. What is the leading coal mining state in the nation? Coal mining. Coal mining. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. No, oh. I'm sorry. It's West Virginia. 
West Virginia. And you lost all your money, and you, we can't have that, so I'll give you one more chance. Answer this question correctly, and you'll win $10. And please, no help from the audience. Are you ready? <laughs> Think hard now. Who is buried in Grant's tomb? Grant, but I wish General I Grant is right. Thanks and good luck from Elgin American Compacts. Now, in just one minute, our last couple will play You Bet Your Life, and then we know who gets the $2,500 question. Now then, we'll soon know who's going to earn the most money and get the chance at the $2,500 question. George, who's ahead so far? Well, the bachelor and the spinster are leading with $220. And here's our final couple coming in from their waiting room offstage. They don't know the secret word is radio. We invited some clerks from several of Hollywood's magic shops to the show tonight... And just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Mr. Louis St. Pierre and a schoolboy, Dickie Taylor, to be his partner. Folks, meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, gentlemen, to the Elgin American Show. And if you say the secret word at any time we're talking, I'll hand over $100 in cash instantly. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. Fellow from a magic store, eh? How's, how's tricks, uh, Louis? Very good. Louis St. Pierre, huh? That's great. You sound like a French explorer, huh? Where are you from, Louis? Hollywood Magic Shop. Is that where you were born? <laughs> no, I was born in Rockford, Illinois. Dickie, how's tricks with you? Huh? Okay. Where, where are you from, Dick? Uh, North Hollywood. How tricks, huh? <laughs> how, how old are you, uh, uh, Dick? Fourteen and a half. Have you got a girl? Mm, sort of. A sordid girl, did you <laughs> You have a girl? Uh, I'll just call you Freckles, huh? Could you describe your girl? I mean, well, she's not too tall, and she's not too short. That's all? Hmm? Yeah. She has hair, I presume. <laughs> yes. Do you uh, contemplate matrimony with this charmer, Dickie? Mm, no. Why don't you want to marry this girl? Oh, huh? uh, she's too fat. And uh, where do you work, Dick? Well, I don't work. I go to North Hollywood Junior High. What grade are you in? Huh? Grade A8. Sounds like a bottle of milk, doesn't it? <laughs> what is your favorite subject in school? English. Why do you prefer English? After that period, we go home. You're an eager student, in other words. Right? <laughs> well, tell me, old black magic, uh, just what do you sell in your magic store? Well, we sell rubber lizards. There must be a big demand for rubber lizards. Eh? <laughs> False teeth, wigs, mustaches. <laughs> what, what could you get for a thing like this? <laughs> Could I swap this for a rubber lizard? Eh? <laughs> now, which of all your tricks is your favorite? Well, I believe uh, sawing woman in half. How does it work? Well, I can't disclose the secret. That comes with the purchase price. Uh-huh. <laughs> and what is the purchase price? Well, they, uh, they go for about $450. That includes the woman? <laughs> no way. You have to supply your own woman for that? That's it, that's it. It's a lot of dough for a dame you're going to cut in half. Huh? 
Couldn't you get a half a woman for two and a quarter? <laughs> now, let's play your bet your life. If you can beat our other two couples in the quiz, you'll get a crack at the $2,500 question. I can't tell you how much they won, but George is off stage to remind our listeners. The Bachelor and the Spinster are still ahead with $220. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. What question category did you select? Locate the city. Is that right? Now, here's your first question. How much will you bet? $10. Okay. In what state do you find the city of Wichita? Kansas. Kansas is right. $30. Remember, you're going for $2,500 tonight. How much of your $30 will you try? $20. 20 In what state is the city of Lansing? Michigan. Michigan is right. Now they have $50. All right, you've got $50. And what's in, uh, how much are you going to bet? How much 40. of the 50 40 40 In what state is the city of Newark? New Jersey. New Jersey is correct. They're climbing now. They have $90. All right, you've got $90. And here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the 90 are you going to try? All of it. All okay. of it? Sure. All right. In what state is the city of Atlanta? Georgia. Georgia, Georgia is right. And they lined up with a grand total of $180. And that means the spinster and the bachelor with $220 get the chance at the $2,500 question. And here's the winning couple, Groucho, the bachelor and the spinster. Well, back again to try for $2,500, eh? Good luck, and I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you, so talk it over thoroughly, and please, no help from the audience. Here it is. An ex-secretary of state recently was appointed by President Truman as the next president of the American Red Cross. Who is this famous general who now heads the Red Cross? All right, and what is the answer you two have decided upon? Is it uh, General Chenault? No, I, I, I'm sorry. The correct answer is General George C. Marshall. So that means the big question next week will be worth $3,000. But for beating our other couples, Groucho, they each receive the amazing new Apollo 16-millimeter movie projector that shows real Hollywood sound movies or the movies you take yourself. It retails for $129.50. And in addition, you receive those lovely gifts from Elgin American, and you won $320. You made a pretty good haul. Congratulations, and thanks to both of you. The Elgin American Show, You'll Bet Your Life, is a John Goodell production. Transcribed from Hollywood, directed by Bob Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. Remember, next week's big question pays $3,000. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at this time for You'll Bet Your Life. Starring Groucho Marx. Presented by the creators of America's most beautiful compacts, smartest cigarette cases, and finest dresser sets, Elgin American. Good night, folks. That's You Bet Your Life, starring Groucho Marx, Secret Word Radio, from October 26, 1949. George Fenneman doing the announcing on that. That was sponsored by Elgin American, as heard on ABC. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, it's The Chase. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hey, fans of Classic Radio, Carl Amari here. I've created a free app just for you. Get 10 Classic Radio shows free in the Classic Radio Shows app. Plus, there are many more shows available for in-app purchase. You can get your free Classic Radio Shows app in the Google Play Store or the Apple Store. The easiest way to get your free app is to log on to Hollywood360radio.com and scroll down to the Classic Radio Shows app banner and click either the Google link 
for the Apple link. Don't miss out. Get your free Classic Radio Shows app today. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Welcome back. I'm Carl Amari. This is Hollywood 360. Across about 200 radio stations coast to coast. Don't forget, folks, check out the Classic Radio Club. I promise you will love being a club member. Tons and tons of people have been signing up to the Classic Radio Club. You could join for only $4.99. You will receive a 5-CD, 10-classic radio show collection that is valued at $39.95. Just by joining, you get this $39.95 collection for only $4.99 plus shipping and handling. And then every month, I will send you another 5-CD set with 10 different classic radio shows, and you pay $14.99, $10 more. But again, it's a $39.95 collection. And you'll also receive copious liner notes about all of the shows that you're receiving. So you can learn about these shows while you're enjoying listening to them. And for as long as you're a club member, you will never receive a duplicate show. Plus, these are the best quality shows in my library of over 100,000 classic radio shows. And I'm picking not only the best quality shows to send you, but the most interesting shows with the biggest stars from the golden age of radio and Hollywood. So do check it out, ClassicRadioClub.com. ClassicRadioClub.com. All right, it's time now for The Chase. This was a psychological drama. The premise to the series was many life situations place their subjects in a chase of one type or another, a chase for fame, a chase from peril, a chase to beat the clock, a chase to escape death. Scripts were fast-paced, starring East Coast talent. It aired on radio beginning in 1952 and on TV beginning in 1953. We have a broadcast now from December 28, 1952. This is called No Contact. It's a science fiction story. It stars Bill Smith. Here's part one of The Chase. The National Broadcasting Company invites you by transcription to join the chase. There is always the hunter and the hunted, the pursuer and the pursued. It may be the voice of authority or a race with death and destruction, the most relentless of the hunters. There are times when laughter is heard as counterpoint and moments when sheer terror is the theme. But always there is the chase. No chase is more urgent than the one man has pursued relentlessly since the beginning of time. The chase to uncover the secrets of outer space. It goes on now. It will continue in the future. The National Broadcasting Company brings you George Leffert's famous story, No Contact. It was in the year of 1982 that advanced pilots of the U.S. Air Force trying to reach the planet Volta first discovered the great galactic barrier. Five exploratory ships went out and none came back, each in turn disappearing mysteriously at the same vanishing point. It was on June the 2nd, 1987, that the rocket Star Cloud made ready for takeoff. Now hear this, condition green... Two minutes till blast off. Now hear this. Condition green. Two minutes till blast off. Well, Lewis, this is it. 
I don't suppose you'll be needing the ship's doctor up here on the bridge during blastoff? I think not, Smitty. There's little chance of acceleration bends in these new overdrive ships. I'll be in my office counting vitamin pills if you need me. Only a few steps. Good luck, Lewis. Thank you, Smitty. Lieutenant Collier? Yes, sir. You're relieved. You'd better get down to navigation control and take over. Yes, sir. Oh, Lieutenant. Yes, sir? We've never flown together before. This is your first flight in a space vessel as big as the Star Cloud, isn't it? Yes, sir, but uh, I was trained in oversized jobs at the Naval Academy. Well, if you're half as good a navigator as your father was, you'll do fine. Did you ship out with my father, sir? I served under him on one of the first rocket runs to the moon. We flew that trip in a tin can not much bigger than the first guided missile. Yes, I know, sir. I almost went along on his last trip to the barrier. Too bad about that. Yes, sir. That's all, Collier. Buzz me when you get down to nav control. Lieutenant Paulson. This is Captain Thorson. Get me the ground control tower on the field. I want to talk to Colonel Harrison. Yes, sir. I'll patch in your bridge speaker. Go ahead, sir. Colonel Harrison? Yes, Captain? We're standing by for takeoff in 30 seconds. Good. The field is clear of all personnel. We're trying to reestablish radio contact immediately after takeoff. In any event, there'll be a 24-hour ground monitor. Fine. And good luck. Hope you make it. Thank you. Bridge to navigation control. Nav control, call you. Ready, Lieutenant? We're ready, Captain. The course is in the integrator for takeoff at 1,200 hours. All right. Stand by for blastoff. Bridge to engine room. Fire up your rocket chambers. Take off at exactly 1,200 hours. I'll read you off. 20 seconds. 19, 18, 17, 16. Condition red. Hold it. Revoke all orders. Who turned in that alarm? You've uncovered a stowaway, sir. Stowaway where? Hiding in sick bay. Dr. Smithson found him. Have him brought up to the bridge. Engine room, kill your rockets and stand by. Dawson, this is Colonel Harrison at ground control. What's holding you up? Trouble. What's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? There's a stowaway aboard. Stowaway? Yes, I thought your men were supposed to police this base. What's the matter with everybody? All right, Captain, take it easy. You know what this delay can do to us, don't you? One minute late at takeoff can throw us a million miles off course. We'll have to reintegrate the whole works. Well, look, how long do you think it'll don't take Don't bother me for a while, I'm busy. Stupid idiot. Captain Bosman. Come in, Smitty. Here's your stowaway. I'll court-martial the... Charlie! Can you use a good radio man, Skipper? I see you two have met. (laughs) Met? (laughs) The Skipper and me made 50 trips to the moon together. Didn't we, Captain? Charlie, if you wanted to come along, why didn't you volunteer? I did, Skipper. Now they turned me down. What's wrong with it? Acceleration bends. They said my arteries wouldn't stand another trip. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. But they're wrong. Now listen, Captain. I got one more good trip in me. You know, these green kids don't know the first thing about space radio operation. (laughs) You put a man like me on and I'll be getting you bedtime stories from Mars. Charlie, you know the regulations as well as I do. I can't take you much as I'd like to. Colonel Harrison will murder me for this. I'll talk to him by radio once we're underway and fix things up. Yeah, you won't take me, eh, Skipper? I'm sorry, Charlie. I'll have to put you aground. I'll tell you what. I'll ask Harrison to put you on his ground radio contact. It'll seem as if you're right here with us. He won't do it, sir. Well, he'd better. I'll have him busted to corporal for letting you sneak aboard. You'd better be off, Charlie. Paulison. Yes, sir? I'm sending this man aground. Give him time to clear the launching platform. Yes, sir. So long, Charlie. 
I'm sorry. Good luck, Skipper. I thought you were going to have him drawn and quartered. If it had been anyone else, I would have, Smitty. But Charlie, well, he's kind of special. He's been with me since my first command, when we began the regular run to the moon. And if he wanted to come along this time, well, it's only through loyalty to me. You know, Lewis, I, I didn't realize it before, but you're almost human. All right, Doc. All right. <laughs> Navigation. Lieutenant Collier, are you there? Nav control. Collier. Lieutenant, how badly are we fouled up? Can you recalculate the course or shall I cancel the takeoff? I've already plotted a new course on the integrator, sir. If we take off in exactly two minutes, we'll need to correct for only one degree deflection. I can do that before we reach the stratosphere. Well, that's quick work. Are you sure? Positive, sir. All right, Collier. I'm putting it in your hands. We'll blast off on your signal. Lewis, isn't that a lot of responsibility for a young green officer? Yes. But if he can't do his job, I'd rather find out now than at the galactic barrier. Bridge to engine room. Prepare to blast off on navigator signal. How are we doing, Collier? Coming on the bearing, sir. Four... Three, two, one, zero. We've intersected the course vector. Good work, Collier. The course is corrected, sir. Ready to go into atomic overdrive anytime you say. All right, stand by. Now hear this. Now hear this. Prepare for maximum acceleration. Bridge to engine room. Kill your rockets. Rockets out. Fire up number one cyclotron. Fire up number two. Number two ready. Withdraw your dampening rods. Fission chamber ready. Blast tubes cleared. All generators operating at capacity. Right. Go into overdrive on count of zero. Four seconds, Captain. Four. Three. Three. Two. Two. One. One. Zero. Zero. That's the first portion of The Chase. More after these words. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Now, back to the chase. How are we doing, Collier? On course, sir. She's running hot and true. My compliments, Lieutenant. This job would have done your father credit. And he was the best navigation officer I ever saw. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I start your gyros and put her on robot control. Right. All right. The bridge is yours, Mr. Collier. If you need me, I'll be in Dr. Smithson's office. Yes, sir. Thank young Collier for that. Chip off the old block. You knew his father? As a matter of fact, I knew him very well. First-rate spaceman. Is he the one who... Yes, uh... yes. 
He was lost in the galactic barrier on the second ship we sent out to Volta. Lewis, just what do you think this galactic barrier is? Hey, your guess is as good as mine, Doc. All I know is that five ships have gone into it and none of them have come back out. How about Mastrovic's theory that it's a time warp in space? That the ships reach in and slip into another dimension? Rubbish. My theory is that the galactic barrier is nothing more than a radioactive layer of some kind. What makes you say that? We know that radar signals bounce off it like they were hitting an invisible glass wall. And we know that it destroys our ships and crews in some way. There's no other logical explanation. What makes you think we can get through it, Lewis? Because we're ready for it and the others weren't. The entire hull is completely shielded with lead. We can crack through any radioactive cloud ever detected. Besides, we're equipped with some new UHF radio devices that should enable us to maintain radio contact with Earth. Nothing can happen. Absolutely nothing. Who are you trying to convince? (laughs) Myself, I suppose. Then why are we going? We haven't any choice, Mitty. We're in a race. A kind of race where men and ships are expendable. According to the Interspace Code, the First Nation to reach Volta can claim it. Well, at least it won't be boring. I'll have to play physician morale builder and mother substitute for 112 slightly nervous men. Your morale doesn't sound too good, Doc. Uh, as morale officer, I can state without fear of contradiction, it is terrible. <laughs> And something tells me as we approach that galactic barrier, I'm not going to be alone. Hello, Earth. Hello, Earth. Captain Thorson of the Star Cloud calling Earth. Star Cloud to Earth. Can you read me? Hello, Star Cloud. Hi, Captain. Charlie, well, I see they haven't court-martialed you yet. No, sir. Thanks to you. Well, it's good to hear you. You can read us the funny papers on Sunday morning. How's our signal? Strong. Here's the bell. Here's our log report for Colonel Harrison. June 2nd, 1987. Four weeks out from Earth. Running true. No radiation. Operation normal. Still making our approach to the galactic barrier. That's all, Charlie. See you later. Good luck, Captain. I sure wish I was with you. How's the morale, Smitty? Well, the men know we're getting closer to the barrier. They're beginning to show a little tension, Lewis. How's their physical condition? Any sickness? About half the crew has come down with space blues. Yeah, I was afraid of that. Are they bad? Same as usual. Lips and hands with a bluish cast. Eyes are sensitive to infrareds. I don't know. When I first started flying these tin cans, nobody ever heard of space blues. Well, there's a new theory. It's caused by the terrific acceleration of these atomic overdrive ships. The change in gravity affects the circulation. What do you think? I think it's psychosomatic. I've noticed that the same men who get space blues under tension on a ship tend to get blue coloration back on Earth when they're upset. I guess it's an occupational disease of space navigators. You think it's just nerves, then? Young Collier's got a bad case. Yes, I think it's tension from overwork. Maybe he needs some vitamins. <laughs> Lewis, when will you realize that vitamins are not a panacea for all the troubles of mankind? Sir, I understand you relieved me from duty. Dr. Smithson says you aren't looking very well, Collier. I'm giving you a rest. I feel perfectly able to continue, sir. Your lips are as blue as Minnetonka. Captain, I'd like to remain at my post. Don't be foolhardy, Lieutenant. I'm not being foolhardy, sir. 
Don't you understand? I... I have a special personal reason for wanting this expedition to reach Volta. Your father? Yes, sir. You think he might still be alive? I have to find out what happened, sir. Yeah, I think I understand. Very well, Collier. Report back to duty. What's the reading, Paulison? We're getting a plus five radar bounce now. Coming off the barrier almost as fast as we can send it out. What's the interval? Three-tenths of a second, shortening steadily. This rate will hit the wall in the next few minutes. All right. Alert the crew. Sound general quarters. Now hear this. Condition red. We are now approaching the galactic barrier. All hands to stations. All radiation detectors to be fully manned. Full security will prevail until further notice. That is all. Paulison. Aye, sir. The radar bounce is up to plus six. We'd better try to make final contact with Earth. Is Spark still trying to raise the base? Yes, sir, but he's not having much luck. There seems to be some interference that he can't... There's the radio room now. Yes? You've got him? Well, cut in on the bridge speaker. The captain will take it from here. I'll cut out the beeper speaker. We got him. Hello? Stark, cloud to Earth. Can you hear me, Earth? That's not sunspots. We're right on top of the galactic barrier. Getting a plus six. No, no, no. Plus seven radar bounce. Expect to hit the barrier almost any second now. Good luck, Skipper. Look, Charlie, stick with us, will you? We're switching to the automatic sender now so you can track us in. Okay. If we crack the barrier and come through still in one piece, I'll try to get back to you on the high frequency band. Gotcha, Skipper. Don't worry. I'll be waiting. So long, Charlie. Turn on the beeper speaker. Oh, must be getting awfully close now, Captain. Echo's bouncing back so fast, it's almost beating the signal. Yeah, when they coincide, hold on to your hat. That's when we run into the wall. Uh, any second. Hold on. Well, here goes nothing. Here it comes! Captain... Nothing happened. We... We made it. We made it, Captain. No radiation, no time warp, no nothing. We made it. The crew's gone crazy, sir. Let them. They earned it. Say, Doc, can you break out a few bottles of snake bite serum for medicinal purposes? I sure can, Lord. This calls for a celebration. How's your morale now? Couldn't be better. How's yours? Couldn't be better. Condition red. Condition red. Radiation detected. Condition red. Radiation detected. Holy mackerel, look. Look at the needle. Paulison, Paulison. I see it, Captain. We're picking up radiation like crazy. What's it like? It's a strong impulse. What kind? Well, I don't know. It's too long for a cosmic ray, too short for UHF. Ship is lousy with it. Man battle stations. Track it down. Triangulate it and make it fast. I want a directional fix. Engine room. Yes, sir. We're picking up radioactivity. Is it the fission chambers? No leak here, sir. Check your gauges. Nothing here, Captain. Must be coming from outside. Damage control. Yes, sir. Is our lead shield leaking radiation? Haven't found anything yet, sir. Keep at it. Paulison, how you doing? Well, I've got a fix, Captain. What is it? Well, I'll have to recheck my figures. Hurry up. The angle is correct. And come on, man. For Pete's sake, where's the radiation coming from? It's coming from inside this ship. Well, that's impossible. No, sir. I've checked it twice. It's got to be the engines. If it is, we're finished. Engine room. 
Engine room! Yeah, yes, sir. That radiation must be in the overdrive pile. Uh, no, sir, it isn't here, sir. Are you certain? Yes, sir. All right, keep checking. Well, there's only one thing left to do. Paulison, get a Geiger counter. We're going to start combing this ship inch by inch. Yes, sir. Turn it on. Yes, sir. All right. Ready, Captain. We'll check the atomic guns first. Come on. We'll cut through the officers' quarters to ordnance. Through here. Yo. Wait a minute, sir. What is it? The uh, signal's slower here. Yeah. Let's go back. Hold it. Seems faster right about here. That doesn't make sense. Whose cabin is this? Lieutenant Collier's. Collier? Oh, he's down in nav control, sir. Try the door. It's not locked, sir. It's in here, all right. Listen to that counter. It's fastest over here. Shut off that Geiger counter. Yes, sir. Open that wall cabinet. It's locked. Smash it. What do you make of this, Paulison? Well, it looks like some sort of portable transmitter, sir. Must be foreign manufacture. I, I, I don't recognize the calibration symbols at all. I, I've never seen anything like it. Which raises a small question. What is Lieutenant Collier doing with a transmitter in his cabin? I don't know, sir. Well, I intend to find out, Paulison. Get down to nav control and bring Collier up to the bridge. I'm the double. Well, wouldn't we better find some way to shut this thing off first? I know a way. <laughs> Lieutenant Collier, I'm going to ask a few simple questions, and I want a few simple answers. Yes, sir. What were you doing with the transmitter in your cabin? Transmitter, Captain? You know nothing about it? No, sir, I don't. Do you recognize these calibration symbols? No, sir. Can you think of how it might have been placed in your cabin without your knowing it? No, sir, unless someone came in while I was on duty. Would that have been possible? Well, I suppose so, if someone had a key. I found your cabin door unlocked. Well, I meant a key to the wall cab... I didn't say the wall cabinet. Well, uh... Well, sir, I... I... You what, Lieutenant? How could you have known it was in the wall cabinet? Well, sir, I, I Lieutenant just Lieutenant Collier, I find it hard to believe you would lie. Having known and respected your father and having observed the way you handle your job. <sighs> However, I intend to get to the root of this thing. May I have your wristwatch, Lieutenant? Sir? Your wristwatch. Yes, sir. Bollison, turn on that Geiger counter. Yes, sir. Hold this watch next to it. Yes, sir. That's all. Lieutenant, if you hadn't any close contact with that transmitter, how do you explain the radioactivity of this watch? I... I don't, sir. Well, I think you'd better. To whom are you sending those signals? Condition red. Condition red. There's your answer, Captain. What is this, Collier? Alien spaceship approaching. Alien spaceship approaching. Sound battle stations. Collier, who's aboard that ship? All right, now talk. Very well, Captain. My mission seems completed. Your mission? Are you admitting that you're an agent of a foreign power? I am stating it. What nation? No nation, Captain. What? 
I am an agent of the Voltan government. What? The government of the planet of Volta. You're crazy. Are you so stupid that you think that your people are the only ones who can invade another planet? What do you mean? We have had agents operating on Earth since 1955. I don't believe you. What do you think happened to those five ships, Captain? Where do you suppose we got our information? Your language, your culture, family background. But your appearance, you look like... Like Commander Collier. Is that so surprising, Captain? We had a living model. I ought to kill you. That would be very foolish, Captain. I would advise you to surrender without delay. Alien ship now coming into ordnance range. I'll deal with you later, Collier. Paulison. Yes, sir. Put this man in irons. Take him away. Don't worry, sir. We'll take good care of him. Carpenter. Rob, take your hands off me. What's the range? 10,000 meters. They're closing fast. Put your guns on radar tracking. Tracking. Coming on the bearing. Fire! Fire! Richardson, did you hear me? Fire! What's the matter down there? Did you hear me? Richardson, answer me! Collier! How did you get loose? Where's Paulison? Lieutenant Paulison is dead. All stations, Lieutenant Collier has escaped. Seize him! Don't waste your breath, Captain. Your men can't hear you. What? Those still alive are my men. You're lying. No, Captain. Every ship that has ever left Earth was controlled by a Voltan crew. Commodore Robinson, Haley, report. Commodore Robinson, Haley, report. You see, Captain, it is quite useless. I am in command now. Very well, Collier. Of course, there's one thing you hadn't reckoned on. And what is that, Captain? This? Carpenter! Are you in there, Lieutenant Carpenter? Carpenter! They can't all be dead. There must be one alive. Smitty! Dr. Smithson! Smitty! Smitty, what have they done to you? Lois, I... Those dirty... I... Don't talk. I must... Not much time, Lois. Space blues. Space blues? What is it, Smitty? What are you trying to tell me? All men with space blues. Voltans. Let me help you, Smitty. No, Lois. Get message back to Earth. Voltan fifth column. Watch out. For space blues. Smitty. Smitty. Captain Thorson. Captain Thorson. You can't hide from us now. Come back to the bridge and surrender or my men will come and get you. Hello. Hello. Star Cloud calling Earth. Please, God, let me get through before it's too late. Hello? Star cloud to Earth? Come in, please. Come in, please. Hello? Hello, Star cloud 
men, please. Hurry. Hello? Hello. Can you hear me, Charlie? Skipper, is that you? Are you getting my signal? It's uh, coming in a little louder now, Skip. Keep sending. Thank God, Charlie. Now, listen to me. Not much time. Get word to Colonel Harrison. Crew mutinied. Most of crew members, Volton. What? They're Voltons. Spell that. B-O-L. Voltans? That's right. They're from the planet Volta. Skipper, are you all right? Charlie, this is serious. They'll be here any second. Now, listen. They have a fifth column on Earth. They're planning to invade you. You mean that? Of course I mean it. Tell Harrison, posing as humans, you can detect them by space blues. You got that? Only Voltons get space blue. Charlie, did you hear me? Space blue. I get you. They're breaking in, Charlie. I'm depending on you. Warn everybody. Captain. They've opened the door. So long, Charlie. Tell Harrison. Captain. Ah. Captain Thorson. Hello. Hello, Star Cloud. Come in. What's the trouble, Sergeant? I was just trying to raise the star cloud, Colonel. Had any luck? No, sir. No contact. No contact? No, sir. Mm, nearly an hour since they hit the galactic barrier. Oh, I don't understand why they haven't tried to get a message back. No, sir. Neither do I. All right, Charlie. I'll take over for a while. Oh, yes. You do that, sir. It's, uh, it's all yours. Right. Hey, Charlie, uh, you better go out and get yourself some coffee. You look a little blue around the gills. In the animal world, there is the hunter and the hunted. Hound and fox, hawk and sparrow, cat and mouse. We in the topmost species have also joined the hunt. But who is to judge precisely which of us are hounds or foxes as we enter... The Chase. The Chase was created and written for the National Broadcasting Company by Lawrence Clee. Today's script was written by George Leffords. Featured in the cast were George Petrie, Bill Smith, Donald Buca, Bill Griffiths, Matt Crowley, and Cameron Prudhomme. The Chase is directed and transcribed by Fred Way. Fred Collins speaking. Tonight, it's adventure with counter-spy Dragnet and Barry Craig. On NBC. And that's The Chase from December 28, 1952 with No Contact starring Bill Smith. And that was sustained over NBC with Fred Collins announcing. Let's take a quick break. Then it's more here on Hollywood 360. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, this is Carl Amari. I started the Classic Radio Club, where each month you'll receive 10 of the greatest shows of all time on five CDs in a collector case. Join now and receive your first five-CD collection of 10 classic radio shows, regularly priced at $39.95 for only $4.99. Each month I'll hand-select 10 more of the greatest classic radio shows of all time from my library of 100,000 shows and send them to you on five CDs. And I promise they'll be superior sound quality 
and you'll never receive a duplicate show. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com and we'll rush you your first five CD collection with ten of the greatest classic radio shows of all time for only $4.99. Your first collection will feature Abbott and Costello, Sam Spade, Dimension X, Escape, Fibber McGee and Molly, Gunsmoke, Have Gun Will Travel, Inner Sanctum, Jack Benny, and Suspense. You're going to love the Classic Radio Club. Learn how to join at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Well, next week, it's the voyage of the Scarlet Queen, the Milton Berle Show, Gene Autry's Melody Ranch, the adventures of Michael Shane Detective, the Halls of Ivy, and Cloak and Dagger. For my team here at Hollywood 360, thank you all very much for tuning in. Stay safe. We'll see you next time.